This is the Made of Savannah podcast, a captivating place to tell stories of the vibrant and charming lifestyle, culture, history, and most importantly, people that make Savannah what it is, truly extraordinary. A new episode is just moments away. Welcome to the Made of Savannah podcast. I'm your host, Dee Daniels, and I'm very excited to be chatting with my next guest here on the podcast, the one and only Michael Caputo from the Caputo team at First Coast Mortgage. I have been waiting to sit down and actually have a long conversation with you. We've only had snippets of conversation, um, and I've enjoyed all of them, but this is exciting. Tell me first how you got to Savannah. That's always a fun story to start with. Well, I'll tell you, the family started off in Michigan. And the rule was growing up that if the snow was over my head, I couldn't go outside if mama couldn't see me. Ah. So my dad had a job offer in Savannah and Jacksonville, and they literally flipped a coin. And that's how we picked Savannah because of the lack of snow for the most part. And yeah, we've had snow like once or twice in the last... 10 years, right? I feel like. And that's about as much as it should snow here. There's not yes. a lot of good snow drivers down here, but, um, but yeah, that's the climate. They literally were just, uh, they came from Pittsburgh and then we went to Michigan and then Savannah was just a big change. So we were the first of the family to come South and eventually they all followed. Have you enjoyed your time in Savannah? You know, I'm definitely a saltwater kind of guy, so I spent four years in Athens, four wonderful years in Athens, um, but there wasn't a lot of thought about where else to go. It was definitely looking to come back home because I think we've got a great spot here. Yeah, uh, an unbelievable spot that many people are running to get to and trying to figure out how to get to and trying to figure out how to have investment property here and how to, you know, do all of the things that are just so uh, dynamic here. Obviously, the water calls so many people. Um, are you a boat person? Do you like to get out on the water? Uh, I would definitely say yes. We, uh, I, have a, I have a golden doodle that uh, loves to watch the sunset. So we spend as much time as we can on the water. This past weekend was just amazing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's something about the tides. I don't know what it is, but um, we like to say salt water is good for the soul. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting to watch kind of new people come into Savannah. And I know you see a lot of that, too, where people are moving here for the first time and they're experiencing life in Savannah and a little bit slower of a pace. We enjoy things a little bit more, I think, which, you know, which is wonderful. And at the same time, you know, there are so many people that are trying to get here that are looking at Savannah, that are thinking about Savannah, that have visited once or twice. And they're like, I got to move here. And they don't necessarily know how to get there. And I think you're one of the great avenues uh, as far as information goes, education goes, and just saying, yeah, let's sit down and talk about it. You've been doing this for a long time. We're coming up on the 30th year. Wow. Yeah. So you must love it. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I worked in a family restaurant at Georgia. Um, and I definitely didn't want to go back to that. Um, but yeah, no, we graduated and showed up on the next day. But it's not really a job when you do love what you do. And that's the amazing thing about it is your home is even, you know, before COVID. I mean, home is probably one of the most important things to an individual, to a family. Um, and we get to help people love where they live. And definitely throughout COVID, it took on a whole new meaning in the sense that people were literally like moving for safety reasons. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we take what we do very serious because where the family is at night is, is, is a big concern. Um, but yeah, it's, we, we also get to see the immediate 
impact of our work. Right. Closing day, moving in photos, getting invited to the first, you know, backyard party. Um, so yeah, it's, I would, I wouldn't call it a job. Yeah. I mean, after that long, it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that you're doing. And I feel like so many people speak so highly of how you do it. Um, and I think that's something that, that I was drawn to too with you is that you have a very simplistic way to explain things that I think are, are kind of overwhelming for a lot of people. The, the whole process of, you know, looking at, oh my gosh, I have to fill out all this paperwork and people are, you know, looking at my finances and, ah, you know, but I want to move and I want to, I want this house and, and, but how do we make the numbers work? And so I think you have a, a great way of sort of walking people through that process. I, you know, and I, it's an interesting point because I think a lot of people are moving for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I would say that some maybe are already spinning before they start to think about the relocation. And then some people, the concept of moving, especially if it's, you know, cross country, uh, seems a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. So that's kind of our motto is buying made simple. Uh, if we break it down, uh, the first most important thing is to remove the unknowns. Right. Everybody's afraid of the monster under the bed. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like to say, I never want to hear a client say, why didn't someone tell me about this? Right. How come I'm just hearing about this? Right. So there are a lot of different aspects to the move, but there's definitely a, a, a progression. And sometimes we don't try and sit down and eat the whole elephant on the first phone call right. or the first meeting. Um, and we, we, one of the things we take a lot of pride in is letting people know that they're going to, them being comfortable and understanding the process is the most important part, right? And so that, it, the conversation is the most important part of it. Um, and usually once people open up and they start telling you what they're excited about, afraid about, worried about, and we can get through that, then our job is to help them make good decisions. So we're the guide. They are definitely the hero of the story. And it's really just about asking good questions. Yeah. Understanding what, what they're already comfortable with. Maybe it's their first house. Maybe it's their 20th house. Mm -hmm. So if we don't make assumptions in the process and we just figure out where they are and where they want to go, we can plot you know, a map, kind of a guide to do that. Yeah. And I think that's the, uh, sometimes the, that unknown piece, the map in between, right? That's the piece everyone is, is sort of, you know, thinking I need, I need help with that piece. And that's what you do. You like, you map it out like from here to here. And I think that really helps so, so much in, in the entire process. I know you have a, a process to go through and a lot of people are very curious about, especially first time home buyers are very curious about you know, what that process looks like, how long does it take to get into the house of your dreams or the, or the first house that you're like, okay, this is my starter house and this is what we're doing. And we've got plans beyond this. Is there an average time? Can you give a time frame to that? Well, I would say the market has definitely changed. There's kind of pre-COVID numbers and and, and then post. So pre-COVID, I think the average first time home buyer was in 4.62 years. Um, so I moved seven times in 14 years mm. because if you stay in a home for two years as your primary residence, when you sell it, most of that gain can be tax free. Right. Um, and so a lot of folks now, especially in the current market are starting to see how much equity they have in their home and being able to sell and put that money to work, whether it's paying off student loans, other debt, uh, investing for college, so the growth that we've seen in the market and a lot of 
what you know, people building wealth through real estate. Um, the recent surge in prices has been very helpful for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Now that certainly presents problems for some of the people trying to get into the market. So the conversations that we're having now are really about how do we make this market work for you? As in where interest rates are, where prices are, where your income, where your debt is. I would definitely say the conversations have gotten longer mm -hmm. um, as there is more concern. Um, I don't think fear is the right word because I think a lot of people are passionate about where they want to live. Right. Um, and so understanding that there's more than one way to get there. Um, some people are open to more risk than others. Right. Uh, if you ask me what I do, I say I help people manage their risk mm -hmm. as it relates to their finances, um, depending on the stage of life that they're at as well. Um, so we kind of figure out where they stand and then we can offer some suggestions. Right. And then everyone has different combinations of savings they want to have left over, monthly payment comfort, uh, cash that's available. Um, and it doesn't matter where someone is starting the journey. I once worked with one lady for six and a half years before she was ready to buy. Oh, wow. So everybody is at a little bit different spot in life. And I think some um, people coming into the market are always afraid of being told no. And so I would say in 30 years, I've never told anybody no. Sometimes it's not right now. We're going to do A, B, and C, mm -hmm. right? And so this is the progression. Some people have to make you know, structural changes, uh, spending changes. Um, so it doesn't matter where you are. The most important thing is to, is to get a plan and as best as you can stick to said plan. Um, and then I like to say, if it's important enough to someone, they'll find a way to get from point A to point B, and we're here to help them do that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, especially, you know, with life changes that you either want or you just have to shift through, you know, and, and, and work through. Either way, something's going to get you there if you if you want or need to get there. I'll tell you, I've, I've learned, uh, I've asked a little bit more direct questions, I think a little bit later in the business, I almost want to get someone to say, how important is this? Because mm. there's a certain percentage of folks that will and will not follow the plan. Right. And so we just try and help people understand how important it is to them. And then what's the most likely way they will be successful, right? Uh, again, a lot of things change with COVID, especially with the concept of remote work. Mm -hmm. So we now have people moving here. It's not like it was before right. you know, from, from all over and all over uh, different income uh, levels. So it, it's, it, it definitely is more competitive if you look at the number of buyers that want to move here versus inventory that's available. Um, so we help people. Our, our job is to try and help them win, right? Yeah. Winning can mean different things. Getting your offer accepted, most people would say, is winning. Sure. But, you know, there's a certain price, you know, and trying to help people understand where their comfort level is. In the old days, it was, what's the most I could do? Right. Right. And now it's like, okay, here's that number. Let's talk about what you're comfortable with. Right. And so and that's where this may not be the forever house. You know, if this is the two to three year house until two more kids are out of the house, great. If it's your first house, it's probably not going to have every dream item you want in the house. So I think sometimes managing those expectations and certainly the way they work with their agent to understand what is it that we're looking for increases the odds of success by being more clear on what this phase really is about. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like working with the, the real estate agent in the process, 
you're so closely related with the real estate agent. Talk a little bit about that relationship. That's a really important relationship that the, the client is really comfortable with who's on the team. Yeah. And it's a hundred percent. It's a team effort. You know, it's there's the real estate agent, the lender, the closing attorney, uh, the insurance folks, the home inspector. So there's a lot of things that need to happen. Uh, communication, you know, it sounds pretty basic and simple, but somehow it tends to be a problem. We definitely feel like there's an advantage to a local lender that has a, uh, a good reputation in town because most people like working with someone that they, they know and they trust right. and they have a history with. So that's one another way that we help people win is if you know there's three offers coming in on a property and two of them are using an out-of-town or an online lender, that listing agent is probably going to be more comfortable with someone that they have, if all the numbers were the same, right. of course, um, someone that they know and trust. So um, yeah, it's definitely a partnership. So um, in in this market, which is a little bit more up-tempo because of limited inventory, I would say that the other way is response times, right? Yes. Um, being, you know, on demand, you know, it's just the nature of the business. Yeah. And, you know, I always tell people, don't worry, I'll get my fun time in. Um, but not everybody buys real estate from 9 to 5 on Monday through Friday. Exactly. Saturdays and Sundays are very busy day, as are the evenings. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people at night... <laughs> They're feeling like, hey, what's happening with this process? Can you give me an update? You know, they get home from work and. Well, I'll tell you what happened last night. So um, not everybody wants to talk about their business at their cubicle or at their desk or down the hall with someone. Sure. And so the, the, the client was like, hey, can you call me at seven o'clock? And I did. And it sounded like a water war was going on. And it was bath time for the <laughs> one year old and the three year old. And he's like, can I call you back in an hour? I was like. 100 percent been there done that and so then i had both him and his wife undivided attention for 45 minutes and we almost ate the entire elephant in that conversation because they were in the right spot to talk about it and we answered and addressed all the concerns and she was like oh my gosh i cannot tell you how much better i feel mm. and so that's i think that's important is as the stress the worry the fear the unknown if that builds up that's when it starts to not feel right so i think the relationship that the client has with the agent who's listening, who's understanding, who's asking the right questions, whether they bought a house before or not, whether they bought a house in Savannah before or not. Um, I think there's a, there's a responsibility for those in the industry to make sure we're helping people make good decisions. And, and in order to do that, we also have to talk about the risks that are out there and how we can hedge or mitigate those risks to make sure that they are making a good decision because we never want to see someone call two months after closing like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Right. So... Yeah, that that's that is the fear, and you don't want that to happen. Certainly, it's like, wow, okay, uh, let's let's meet you where you are. Which I, I know you guys are so good at doing that. Um, speaking of eating the elephant, shall we just eat the elephant that's in the room? Um, what's the conversation going on right now about rates? I feel like, you know, I don't want to use a negative word with it, but I do feel like there's hesitation from a lot of people that are like. I, where is this going? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Well, and let's be honest, we're not just talking about interest rates, right. as in mortgage rates, right? There's a lot of other things going on in the world right now that I think have people concerned, you know, whether it's, you know, geopolitical tension, uh, inflation. You've never seen more people discussing inflation. I mean, my son gets two eggs in the morning instead of three eggs. Mm. I'm like, Jack, this is what inflation looks like. That's right. You know, two cookies instead of three yeah. cookies. Um, so I, 
obviously the mortgage rate is something that's very easy for people to say, hey, what is it, right, today versus two weeks ago versus two months ago. A lot of folks will make a comparison to what rates were like during COVID. Right. Because who doesn't like a 30-year mortgage that starts with a three? Right. And so we knew that that was an artificial environment created by the Fed to make sure things didn't get really bad during the worst part of COVID, right? So we'll say that it was an artificial environment that didn't really exist. Mm. So I would say if we're waiting for rates to go back to the threes, it's going to, something really bad is going to have to happen in the world right. in order for that to happen. Right. So if you look at pre-COVID rates, you know, fives and sixes, you know, rates were 10% when I started. Our motto used to be, if it's under eight, it's great. Mm. So it's and it's so it's not just the rate that folks are looking at too. It's the it's the increase in rates and the increase in prices. When we put those two together, that produces a payment, and that's the comfort we talk about. So, generally, how the conversation starts is we'll ask, you know, someone, "How much are you currently paying a month in rent or mortgage, and how does that feel?" Right. And then you know, so if someone's paying a thousand and they called about a house that's going to give them a four thousand dollar payment. We're going to unpack that a little bit and kind of see how can we make that work. With a few bad words in between. Yeah. And I'm sure. <laughs> well, it, you know, so again, so part of what we're trying to do is help people understand what it looks like. Of course. You know, so if you compared something out at a 3% rate versus a 6% rate, it's going to be a, it's going to be a different payment. But we have to deal with the rates that we have at the present time and the prices that we have at the present time. Uh, certainly there always is the potential down the road for someone to refinance if there was a, a significant improvement in rates, right? So right. if they find the house that they want now and it's manageable, there is the potential that rates could go down because there has been a historical pattern cycle for, for rates. Um, but it's very important to make sure that you're comfortable with where you're going to start because no one could tell you, including the Federal Reserve Chairman, no one could tell you what rates will be in 12 or 24 months. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a crystal ball, even though a lot of people think you do. If I did, I would probably be in Vegas with it <laughs> and not here, although this is a really nice office. It is a nice office. And you can you can bring the crystal ball here if you have it. It's fine. Which leads me, by the way, to, to some of the interesting comments that I got uh, from people regarding working with a, a mortgage professional. And... It's it's so funny when people are thinking about, you know, this this sort of process and, and who they're going to talk to and, and those people who have the numbers, you know, that sort of thing. And so the, these are some of the comments I got. I'm just interested in your uh, reaction to these mortgage professionals are like the Oz behind the curtain. <laughs> I, you know, I would say there's a lot of good people in the industry and um Everybody's got a little bit of different of an approach, mm, right? Yeah. Uh, I think there, you know, there's this really bad habit sometimes that in the industry people refer to uh, units and volume, right. right? What did you close last month? How many units? So we like to use the word families, yes, because we think that's a little bit more online with kind of how we approach it than mm -hmm. units. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, we are someone that is there to help. Um, and again, help comes in all kinds of different shapes and sizes. Yes. So we kind of like our approach to the business and we're very focused on the, on the experience and the outcome. And so we like to be super aggressive on trying to find potential problems on the front end 
because it doesn't matter whose fault it is the day before. Um, it just doesn't work out well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think there's a way to do it to, to, to minimize the potential for last minute problems. Yeah. Surprises are great at Christmas, right. they're lousy the day before closing. So. <laughs> Valentine's Day, it's fine, but R right, nobody exactly. wants it in this process. This might be my favorite uh, response. Mortgage people are the smartest people in the room. I picture them to be the invisible force that turns the light on in the fridge when you open it. <laughs> I think that could be a little bit generous, you know, just just a guy with a calculator. That's um, it. <laughs> I, you know, having bought several homes myself, when you're in the moment there's a lot of emotion that's involved mm -hmm. being on the other side of the desk. It's very easy to remove that emotion and be super practical. Right. So I think, you know, a lot of people will talk about they buy based on emotion and our job is to make sure the logic follows with the emotion. Um, and most times there's usually a saver and a spender. It's when you have two spenders that you, we are, on heightened Have alert. A little trouble there, yeah. Um, so, and that's the beauty of the job. You said, hey, you know, if you do it that long, is it still a job? I've never run into the same situation twice. Every family, couple, individual, investment group, whatever, it's all different. Um, there are some that are very similar, but everybody has a unique story. And I honestly, it's, I love coming to work and I love talking to people because that's the first question I always ask How did you pick Savannah? Right. You know, we went there, my, my child went to SCAD there, I grew up there, I went to a bachelorette party there, mm -hmm. you name it. And and the attraction and the, their why, super clear. Yeah. Now more than any time I remember in the past, I have to get there. That's where we want to raise our family. We're done with pick a big city. Mm -hmm. You know, they're done with a lot of those. Um, even a lot of folks moving back from Atlanta. Yeah. You know, I've met a lot of people too that did that. I, the traffic and listen, we don't really have traffic. The Not line really. for Chick-fil-A can be long, yeah. but that's, yeah. Yeah. you know, once, once 1695 is done, I think, I think we're in a great spot where there is so much available. Um, and then the new exciting things that are happening, like down on the river and with the new arena. Mm. I mean, it's a, it's a great spot. I would say fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of people have found out about it and yeah. figured it out. So and that's the tough part is when families, uh, for work purposes or even military, they have to be here by a certain date to report, right? Um, and so finding housing is, is very important. That's tough. So if there's any takeaway from today, the sooner you start the planning process, the less stressful it's going to be. And who doesn't want to take down stress in life? So some people say, well, it's like, oh, our first question is, hey, when do you have to be out of where you are? Right. And whenever they say it's the end of next month, I'm like, hmm, okay, we are, we're clear on our tempo now. Right. So I would say we're seeing that move out though, six, nine, 12 months. Yeah. So you, it's impossible to start too soon because the more time we have, the more progress we can make, whether it be in debt, credit savings, all those things. Um, but again, most people don't start because they're afraid of hearing some bad news. Right. Right. And so the news is not going to change, right. Unless, you know, we put a plan in place to help it there. Right. So, you know, and sometimes we'll catch people after they've already spoken to three or four other people and, you know, Hey, if I've pulled your report and I can see that you've had 16 other people before me, maybe they didn't say, they just said no, and you don't like that. You think the next person is going to be. So we'll try and take it one step farther and say, you know, 
if we're clear on what needs to happen, it's just how. Yeah. And how long it's going to take. Right. And and that's the fun. And when those come back around, I just had one that was right at three and a half years. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I went to the closing and he bought me a watch. Nice. I didn't wear it today. Um, and I was like, wait, I think this is backwards. And he's like, you, I mean, you changed our family's life. Um, he got married during the process of trying that. to fix it. And his wife was crying and he was crying Aww. and I started crying. <laughs> Um, so it, when that kind of stuff, it's, it's not, you know, be like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I hate to call you at seven o'clock at night. I'm like, you know, my wife understands the deal. So, yeah, yeah. um, it's, uh, sometimes she has to take my phone, yeah, you know, I'm sure. but you know, it's, it's a fun job. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny because like growing up, I, I don't remember the process and people around me that were buying a house. I don't remember that long-term relationship going early, planning early, being so important. And I feel like it's, it's just not something that, that we really did or knew about. And now later on in life, I'm like, Ooh, yes, I'm going to call somebody as soon as I can, because if I'm planning on doing something in two years, I want you to tell me what I need to do this month, next month, then, you know, help me get to my two year goal. It's, it's weird. You know, I think it was, you know, five or seven years ago. I was like, Oh my gosh, we could get automated out of a job. You know, some robot's going to be doing all this work for us, but it's been the exact opposite. So now we've seen like a greater dependence on the guide to help them make good decisions. And now I'm seeing, you know, it's like, Hey, I helped your dad or, you know, I helped your, your grandfather. (laughs) Um, if we really want to date ourselves here, um, but helping families, you know, two, three, four times and then, and then family and all that kind of stuff. So this is a relationship based town, which is one of the reasons I love it. Um, and so when, you know, my brother, my dad, my best friend told me to call you, you know, you're already starting off with an element of trust that's there and it's our job to help earn, uh, and increase that, uh, throughout the process. Um, and so it's really not about, so we run at their tempo, right? right? We make clear what the, in partnership with the agent, what the market's tempo is. And that sometimes that's the, where you've got to bridge the, the, the difference between the speed and pace at which they're comfortable with making decisions and how the current market is operating. So, and I think that's where the partnership also helps is breaking down the market that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And for some people that takes a little getting used to. Um, and so the more work we do on the front end, the easier. So if they know what the payment and the cash to close is before they walk into the house, it's easier for them to process that because most people, let's be honest, very few people wake up and say, Hey, you know what? Let's get pre-approved today. Right. (laughs) Most people wake up in the drive-by and they're like, that's the house I want it. Right. And then, then the call comes. So usually the first house is the trigger for the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, it literally happens now. It's like, Hey, you helped my dad. And he told me when I was going to get serious about a house to give you a call. So I'm probably not going to look for another year or so. Now, some of them are already ready. Right. They just don't know. So we like to get people to the point where like, Hey, your window's open. You're good on cash credit and ratios. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of finding the right house. Now that might take two years, right. two months, or it could be tomorrow. Right. Um, so, being on that ready go position, being confident, being comfortable with what the numbers look like, that gives people a position of control and power that they can do it if the opportunity presents itself. Because 
I like to say there's you and a hundred other families from New Jersey looking at the same right. house. <laughs> so in order to win, this is where we need to be uh, right. to increase those odds. Yeah. So obviously everyone can get to know your team at firstcoastmortgage.com. Your team is growing. I mean, didn't you just have your 15th member? We 14 and 15 started last week. Wow. Um, yeah. And I think that's an important little part of the story too. It's like who we are. And we like to say people like us do things like this. Um, so the industry has changed quite a bit, you know, in the last couple of years uh, and with the rise in prices of homes and knowing that interest rates were coming up, um, the consumer was going to feel that. Right. And so we're passionate about providing the best combination of price and service. So we wanted to have a platform and run it a certain way where we were super confident in the value that we were bringing mm -hmm. uh, because we knew it was going to be important right. at, in, in the current uh, environment. So it's great. Uh, we had we took the team to we had a little paintball team building oh, uh, session this past weekend. It's great. Um, yeah, and we spent a lot of time with the coworkers. Uh, so some of them have been with me for fifteen plus years. Um, and you know, I, I never want them to worry about where they're going to send their kids to school, yeah. you know? So I'm clear on my why for the clients and for our staff, uh, the fact that other people want to come work with us, I think is a testament to the, Says a lot. to the people that we have yeah. and, and how we treat each other and thus how we treat the clients. You know, it's, it can be a stressful business, but it doesn't have to be right. And so we're constantly trying to say, how far upstream do we need to stay to make sure these problems don't happen? Yeah. Right. I want, I've got some gray hair coming in <laughs> and we're going to fight that as long as possible. So keeping the stress level down and just a very transparent process. Um, and uh, the, I think the partners like they've, we've kind of figured out what people like and what they don't like. So if we do more of that and less of that, it, it works out well. Yeah, and it's obviously working out well, which is why we're uh, very proud to uh, not only work with you at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, but also have you as a sponsor here on the podcast. So, you know, it's your way of business and, and it's a wonderful way. It's a relationship way. And that's what we're all about here in Savannah. So I think it's really representative of the spirit. We're focused on the development of everyone that's there. Um, and I think that that's kind of changed too over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as we age a little bit, we want to, you know, I see the, the me of, you know, 25 years ago. Oh, of course. And so it's fun to see some of the younger guys coming up and it's like, you know, Hey, you're, you're doing great. Mm -hmm. and, and then you can give them a couple pointers and then watching them thrive and them starting to have their first round of kids. And it's like, you guys are the next generation of you guys and girls are the next generation of mortgage bankers. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you take a little bit of pride in making sure that they have all the tools that they need. Um, and I think that mentoring type role is, uh, it gets me excited. It's a big deal too. It, it is because again, you're making someone else's life. We think a little bit better and, um, you know, we feel if we're as passionate uh, about, if we're more passionate about the business than the clients are, it, it'll work out well for us. And I heard a rumor, once you mentor someone, every person you mentor, you lose a gray hair. So I feel like that's a good thing, I feel. Like. I might need to pick up a couple more, but... Um, so if you want to pick up the pace on that. We're, we're, we're working. So yeah, we had two, two less gray hairs next last week. So Perfect. That's yeah, even yeah. better. All right. We love to, to end the episodes with a little, uh, a few made of questions. Um, no, no right or wrong answer. But when you have family and friends come to visit in Savannah, what's your must-see list made of? You take them out and you're like, you have to see X, Y, Z. 
Ah, uh, gosh, that's a, is, is it just one answer? No, you can have multiple. Uh, well, sunset across the Green Island Sound, mm. hands down. I think that's one of the better spots to catch it um, in town. I think it's nice to take them through a walk downtown. Um, I used to live on the ghost tour route, so I might have some of that memorized. Oh, fun. Uh, right? I used to live next to Owens Thomas House. Um, I think, you know, it's having been here for so long, sometimes you maybe lose a little bit of the fascination. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for people that haven't been here before, even just literally walking around downtown is a lot. Um, most people have seen a beach, but, you know, Tybee's unique. And so it's fun to go spend a day out there. But uh, yeah, if we get a chance to take them on the water, take them down to the river, I think those are probably the, the must, the must sees, the must do's. Oh, those are perfect. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So your, uh, your go-to must happen drink spot. I mean, other than the boat while watching the sunset in the Green Island Sound. Right. <laughs> um, you know, that list is... There's be easier to just say what's not on the list. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, I think Savannah is a very uh, hydration friendly town. It's true. Um, That's such a positive way to put that. Yes, it, hydration is very important. <laughs> and then when you try and explain what the whole to go to concept go is, conversation, and they yes. they generally just don't understand when you mm. try to explain what a, a to go sa. It, uh, it uh, blows is. people's minds. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's literally so many great spots um, downtown. Your favorite? The the rooftop thing mm, is great yeah. i really do uh we i'm a big fan of perry lane oh so good um my wife is a big fan of the mansion um and, and because the mansion is great too because you've got the park right there mm -hmm. so i mean and the rooftops you have so many great views of the town in our skyline it just gets prettier by the day so i mean there's a lot of you know first floor places but if you can take in views Especially this, you know, if you're in a nice, if you have a nice weather day, it's kind of hard to be inside. Yeah. So I think that's great to see so many places in town adopting that rooftop and using all of the space where it used to just be one or two. We used to go to Perch, you know, forever, it seems like. Right. But now it's like every every block's got a version of it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, and the, listen, weather is one of the one of the big reasons people move here. So if you can combine great weather with hydration, <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Probably 50% of the people touring here are interested in both of those. Yes, check. you've checked my check, boxes. Check. There you go. Exactly. Uh, well, please call Michael with all of your questions. And the team there just keeps growing, and they're all on the same page, which I love. Firstcoastmortgage.com, you can find them. You can also get ahead of the game and start that plan that we were talking about. Michael, thanks for being a part of not only the Made Up Savannah podcast, uh, but a part of the thread of Savannah. I know it's better because you're here. So thank you. Listen, we, it's, a, it's a great spot, and we're excited to help other people find it. Thanks for having me. Thanks to our sponsors, McManamy Jackson & Hollis, First Coast Mortgage, and Spectrum Printing and Marketing. So you visited Savannah a few glorious times, and you're thinking about making the big move? Great decision. You already live in Savannah, and it's time to upgrade. Fabulous idea. You're a business owner looking to expand. Well, good thing we've rounded up a few partners who are experts in walking you through every step of your journey. When it comes to shopping real estate, you will be pleasantly served like a VIP at a fancy cocktail party at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty. 
251 Bull Street in historic Savannah. Not only are they the home of our podcast studios, but they've been serving Savannah since 1978. Deep roots and decades of experience. And that pairs pretty perfectly with a global network. Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, home of the Made Up Savannah podcast, location gallery, and genuine real estate professionals. CorcoranAHR.com. You know, once you start your new home search and you get that image in your mind of your dream house, most people immediately start thinking about how they're going to make it all really happen. That's the time you can pick up the phone and call First Coast Mortgage. Michael Caputo and the team love seeing new people discover Savannah. And they've certainly seen a lot of that as a local lender for the last 30 years. FirstCoastMortgage.com. They treat you as you should be treated. First Coast Mortgage, helping you make good decisions so you can love where you live. And when you're ready to dot all the I's and get your new keys, McManamy Jackson and Hollis are real estate experts who know the stakes and know wholeheartedly that every client is more than just a transaction. A real estate lawyer can help you avoid some serious issues with your big move. They handle residential, commercial, corporate, and yes, even title insurance. McManamy Jackson and Hollis, you can find them at 415 Eisenhower Drive and at mjhfirm.com. That's mjhfirm.com. And we didn't forget about the business owner who is expanding and all of the big business rolling into Savannah right now. Who's working to help you tell your story? When you need visual branding that helps you take your story to the next level, pick up the phone and call Spectrum Printing and Marketing. Kim Bullock and Michelle Thompson have over 35 years of experience as a locally owned family business. So they specialize in you with unique marketing solutions, stunning brand recognition, printing, promotional products, and amazing custom apparel. They pride themselves in providing the elite customer service care you deserve. And they prove it too, because you'll connect with Kim or Michelle when you call 912-897-7228 or email Kim with your needs today at spectrumsav.com. So go ahead and share this podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, neighbor, area business owner. You get the picture. If you have an intriguing Savannah story to tell or know someone who does, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Made of Savannah. You can subscribe on any of your favorite platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and many more. Thanks for listening to Made of Savannah. The welcome mat is always out. Thank you.